0: Inspiration, dedication, leaders of a new generation. Teamwork, make the dream work. Building God's kingdom, know that she works. Legacy, it's her destiny. She's on a mission to change the course of history. Have you seen her? You should queen her. Listen when the queen speaks on your speakers. Welcome to the Queen Speaks
1: Podcast. I'm your host, Elle Clark. And today I'm joined with transformational coach, author and speaker Desiree Clay. Desiree is the author of Beautiful Like a Flower, A True Story of Trial and Triumphs, and Think Big, Start Small, Extraordinary Goal-Setting Workbook. She's the Executive Vice President of MC Light's Hip Hop Sisters Foundation, as well as the Executive Producer of an international radio show, The Millionaire's Roundtable, a wife and a mother. Welcome to the Queen Speaks podcast, Desiree. How are um, you today? I'm well.
0: Thanks for having me, mm-hmm. love.
1: How are you? I am awesome. Now, Desiree, let's jump right into it. Um, You said that you were your very first client. Let's talk about that. A lot of times we don't understand that what we are going through is to be used to help someone else. And instead of sharing the story, sometimes we hoard our stories. How were you able to be a student and a teacher?
0: Yeah, so you know, life has a way of schooling you, (laughs) or as Beyonce said, you can learn how to school life. And so um, for me, I went through so many things um, that I was embarrassed and ashamed about and didn't know how to, you know, I didn't know how I was going to make it sometimes um, on the trajectory that I was on. And so, you know, once I started realizing that I had to take responsibility for all the consequences that I was receiving, because, you know, people tell us all the time to take responsibility for our actions, right? But they don't really tell you to, to, to love on the consequences thereof. And so it wasn't until I started realizing that, yeah, right? It wasn't until I started realizing that, you know, hey, I have to not only take responsibility for my actions, but also those consequences. And to me, that's when you start to become not only the teacher, but the student as well, because, you know, your outcomes become a little bit more predictable. Um, you know, as an educator of almost 10 years, we always work in reverse. And so what we would do is, you know, have the end goal in mind, and then you plan your lesson plan backwards, right? So it's planning backwards. And that's what I began to do. So I started planning backwards, I knew if I wanted this outcome, then I would have to do these things. And so that's what I essentially began to do
1: amazing now we are all still living in this pandemic pandemic whatever it is and i know that you were a teacher but how has it been for you with wife duties kids business how have you been
0: faring during this time oh my god let me tell you Elle, i had to take a a reprieve if mm-hmm. you will i just have to step back a minute because mm-hmm. things got crazy quick <laughs> wow <laughs> it was like, what's happening? Um, you know, as you mentioned, I work with um, MC lights organization. And so travel was put to a halt, mm-hmm. which normally travel for me gives me an opportunity to kind of be in isolation, though I'm working, mm-hmm. when I would get back to the hotel, I would just kind of focus on myself. Okay. Um, and so that kind of stopped. And then on top of that, um, any travel that my family and I would do, you know, we would travel to Atlanta often and okay. to see family members and stuff that kind of came to a halt and then our our eldest daughter who's 16 Mm -hmm. she started school from home so she's a remote student all year and just making sure that her mental emotional and social well-being was still being cultivated and nurtured became one of my primary focus throughout this time Mm -hmm. and then of course (laughs) running a business like business doesn't stop business doesn't care because of COVID it doesn't care that COVID-19 is here or if you got a shot or not yeah. And so just kind of reworking some of the strategies that I teach my clients. I had to start again, going mm-hmm. back to the foundation, like let's, let's rework this plan because here's the thing. You can't be married to the plan. You just got to be married to the outcome. That's and true. so I had to pivot in a lot of ways. I had to restructure my life, my days. We have a one and a three-year-old as well. Mm-hmm. And I essentially homeschool them. Uh, Chase is three and he's reading already. And Carter is, you That's know, amazing. counting to 10. Yeah, (laughs) he loves it too. My kids love learning. And so I didn't want to deprive them of anything. Mm -hmm. And so I just started chunking my schedule. I had to go back and evaluate and prioritize and get rid of what didn't work in this season. Because you know, everything is in season. I don't need to preach to you. Um, And so some things just didn't work for this season. And I became okay with that.
1: That's good. That's good. Learning how to pivot is so important because like you said, sometimes we are married to the plan, but we should be married to the outcome because there are some times when we're going to have to change the plan, but the outcome is still the same. Um, oh, it's so going to be a lot of times
0: that we're yes. going to have to change the plan. <laughs> that
1: is so good. Now, I'm glad you mentioned your oldest daughter. Now, have you had to talk with her about some of the things that you experienced like molestation, um, um, what, what was that prostitution and yeah. abortion like like what was that conversation like with your daughter and how old was she when you had this conversation with her
0: so I told my daughter I was molested I think when she was maybe I want to say she was like in middle school okay um middle school almost junior high um and I told her that in context to her conversation of me teaching her how to protect herself Okay. Um, because she grew up, her life is way different than mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, she grows she's grown up suburban, you know, and I'm inner yeah. city Chicago dodging bullets every day. Like, come on. Oh yeah. And so there was a, a level of naivety that she had um okay. at that time. And I just had to make it real for her um and help her understand that, you know, when you're walking, you know, at that time we were living in an apartment complex prior to me being married to my husband. Mm-hmm. like, hey, I need you to come right home. I need you to always be aware of your surroundings and things like that. And so sometimes people don't believe that things can happen until they know it's happened to someone they know or it's happened to themselves.
1: That's
0: true. And so um, though we're in suburban America, that doesn't mean anything. No one is exempt from predators and things like that. And so I just made it real with her to let her know that whenever she's not in my care and under my supervision, direct supervision, she needs to keep her eyes and ears open because something like molestation could occur. You know, uh, yeah. child trafficking is real. Yes, that's so that's the context in which I told her and she actually cried. She couldn't understand why that would happen. And then she just, she didn't understand. Um, in terms of the rest of the things I've gone through, she hasn't had her hands on my book yet. I've kind of been yeah. keeping it from her. Okay. <laughs> she's not ready. Everything in doses, you know, I have to yeah. wait that's to make sure that she's style. mature enough to handle those things. And I'd say, well, you did it so I can do it. That kind of thing. Yeah. You know, teenagers yeah. are, are funny like that. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so in terms of like the whole prostitution piece, and, and let me just clarify what that means and what that looks like. <laughs> I always do. Okay. Because whenever I say that, you know, people think that I was like walking down Cermak or Cicero Boulevard or Cicero at okay. home and I wasn't prostitution is literally the mere act of exchanging sexual favors with the hope or desire to receive something back in return, That's true. mostly of monetary value. And I found myself doing just that. I was dating some local dope boys and I'm not talking about the ones on the street. I'm talking about the ones behind the scenes who you don't know, who don't have a face. Mm-hmm. And they were giving me money. They were, and even though I didn't have sex with all of them, notice I said all of them, I did <laughs> um, you know, give up myself in those ways to get material things. Um, that's what it was when I came into myself. I realized that's what I was doing and I was devaluing myself. And so I've taught her the lesson of devaluing herself, but not in the context of prostitution. Um, you don't have to do things to get things from people. Like God is your provider. Like, you know, so that type of thing, I, I haven't called it prostitution to her yet, because that would be a bit much.
1: <laughs> okay, I understood completely. You gotta work with Miss done.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, amazing now
1: tell me something now how how did you when did you realize that what you were doing was prostitution and how did how how were you able to transform your mind to a place where you're saying you know what this isn't for me and i know god has so much better
0: well when i was doing it i never felt good doing it that's always a telltale sign if it Mm -hmm. doesn't feel good if it doesn't feel right it more than likely isn't right and it wasn't necessarily about the emotional feeling it was about the spiritual feeling I felt conflicted Mm -hmm. I felt uh I felt dirty really and low I felt like man this is bad like but what do I do when you need your school fees paid you know and so it was kind of a mechanism for survival to a degree Mm -hmm. um and so when I got ready to go off this was like high school so when I got ready to go off to college, I literally made the decision like, okay, I get a fresh start. I believe that God gives us all fresh starts. Yes. And so I was like, this is a fresh start. I'm not going to squander it. And so I literally just stopped doing those behaviors. I literally just was like, this is it. I, I would never do that again. And I was okay with it, leaving it behind, which further let me know that I wasn't okay with doing it in the first place if I could leave it so easily. Yeah, that's And the whole piece of prostitution, like naming it that, it wasn't until I wrote my book. I was okay. trying to find the right words to explain in the book what it was I was doing mm-hmm. and why I will caution people not to do it because you know the world that we live in we do it all the time honestly yeah. when, when women say oh girl I'm just with him so he could pay my rent yeah that's what it is or this guy is buying her new bundles or getting her son's new Jordans like that's what you're doing but yeah. we don't like to call things what they are and so the more real that I became with myself and calling it and labeling and naming things, that's when I can actually go to God and say, hey, this is the issue and I need help with that. So that was kind of the journey in the process.
1: Oh, that's so amazing. A lot of times because we're, like you said, that's because you're not walking along the street um, and everybody can see you, but doing things behind the scenes, is it's is, is, is still the same thing. It's
0: the same thing. And it's probably worse because yes. what you do is you live a double life, which is what I was doing.
1: wow 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 that is so powerful and it is so important that you say you know you got to be real with yourself you got to put a label on it because it's only when you be real with yourself is when you're going to get that transformation that you're looking for and the transformation that you teach other women as well and so let's dig into that you know how have you been able through your life story to be able to help your clients
0: yeah so I'm just how I'm talking to you is kind of how I show up. Ayo, I don't sugarcoat anything. I'm kind of a direct person. Um, and I just like to be real with people because we have enough people lying to us. <laughs> that's true. That's so true. We have enough social media telling us we're supposed to look like something and be something and do it this way. And I'm just like so over it. And so my approach is always to be real and authentic with the love of Christ because that's just who I am unapologetically. And so I think that when I show up as my authentic self that empowers other women to then show up as themselves vulnerable and weak or whatever it is that they may be in that moment. And that is what opens up the segue for me to then enter and really evoke real transformation and not change. I mean, change is good, change is temporary. I can go and change my clothes ale right now and come back and put on the same thing again. That's, you can go back when you change. I want the type of transformation that only comes through that of a butterfly or that of a flower of a tree, an oak tree can never go back inside of a seed. And so I don't want the women that I work with to go backwards. I want them to be so confident in who they are becoming on the journey and accepting and embracing their journey that they have no desire to go back. That's good.
1: That's yeah. so
0: good. Now, what were you the first in your family to accomplish? Oh my gosh. So my family dynamic tree is kind of uh, interesting. So we'll just talk about the biological family side because okay. um, I pretty much was adopted unofficially oh, wow. around seventh grade. Okay. Um, and so, my biological family, though, I was the first to um, go, away, go away to college and get my college degree. I was the first one to awesome. um, move out of state. I was um, the first one to, um, let's see, what other first, get my master's degree?
1: Amazing. Congratulations.
0: <laughs> Thank you. The first one to start <laughs> my business. Um, the first one to still have a thriving marriage right now.
1: Yes. Yeah. Amazing. 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 And I think it is so important why I ask um ask you that is because sometimes um with the busyness of life and sometimes when we're going through things, we kind of forget about all the things that we have already accomplished. Yeah we kind of forget about some of the things that we have already done and not realize that we have already broken so many generational curses because the enemy Mm. tries to keep you focused on what's not going right when there's so many good things that God has already done through you and sometimes we just need to take a look back and so just you sharing your story shows and it tells me and to everyone who's listening that you are a generational curse breaker your marriage is thriving you have graduated college and you know I just give God thanks and praise for you and you using your story not hoarding it like some of us who are keeping it in a closet because we are ashamed of what, what people are going to think or what they're going to say because the Bible tells us that we are transformed by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your Our
0: testimonies so, That's
1: it. so good I'm so grateful that you've been sharing your testimonies with us but before you leave I would love for you to you know leave some words of encouragement for somebody who has been divorced and think you know what this is it or somebody who may be in a life of prostitution and have not labeled it yet you know leave some words of encouragement encouragement. encouragement for those ladies who may be listening
0: in right now yeah so I just want you to know that there's always an opportunity to get out and I think oftentimes we as women say we're stuck you aren't stuck until you're dead and gone you know there's still life in your body that means there's an opportunity for you to take hold of and so sometimes you know the the biggest issue I see is that sometimes we don't know that we have a problem until someone like me comes in and identify the problem so if you feel Feel like, you know, you need an outside look. It doesn't have to be me. Yeah, I'm a coach and all that, but maybe it's a, a family friend, maybe it's a, you know, your mom. Maybe it's L. I don't know who it is, but have someone say, Hey, this is what I'm going through, and I find myself on the hamster wheel of life. And it seems like I can't get off. There is something, there is a disconnect, but I am yearning for more. And then to the woman who has been divorced, I'm I'm divorced too, and I'm remarried to the love of my life. So just know that when, <laughs> yes, um, I was married to my daughter's father and we divorced and it's okay because what I know is that um, what God has for me is for me and everything works together for my good. And so though it may seem bleak now and things may seem like, um, you know, you're, you're at, you're stuck, right? You're at your wit's end and it could never happen for you. Just know that when things end, new things begin. I'll say that again. So as old things end, new, new things begin. So whenever there's an ending, there's also a new beginning. And so there is always life after divorce, there's always life after prostitution, there's always life after abortions, there's always life after less than best decisions. L, I never say bad decisions, I don't think any decision is bad, it's just probably less than best, um, because everything, you know, creates your, your past, it helps to create your future and who you're to become on your journey. So I don't like to look at them as bad experiences or bad situations, it's just less than best. Um, but yeah, just be encouraged, be motivated and stay on your path. Stay the course on your journey of becoming. You will never be who you are fully meant to be. We're always becoming. You know, growth has to be intentional. You have to do it every day. Some days are gonna be, you know, worse than other days. Some days are gonna be more challenging. But if you just hang on to your journey, I promise you'll get to your destination.
1: That's so, so, so good. Oh my goodness. Uh, we pray God's richest blessings over you and that he continues to expand your borders because there's so much on the inside of you. I, I could listen to you all day because you were <laughs> just taking us and you literally preached a whole sermon. Oh, uh, in the, yes, in these few minutes. And there are so much um, nuggets um, that I am going to walk away with. So Desiree, I just want to say thank you again for being a part of the Queen Speaks podcast and let us know how can they stay in contact with you? How can they connect with you?
0: Yeah, so um, it's real simple, Dez360, which is my brand name, D-E-Z-T-H-R-E-E-60 spelled out, so all all of it is spelled out at Dez360 on Facebook, Instagram, Um, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel, it's at Dez360 as well, LinkedIn is just my name, Desiree Clay, um, and um, my website is DesireeClay.com. And yeah, I told y'all I was from the hood, so it's spelled a little different. It's D I S E R E E clay.com, DesireeClay.com. And Elle, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the work that you're doing in the earth, and I pray that God continues to prosper the works of your hands. Amen, amen, amen.
1: Hey, I'm Elle Clark, the host of The Queen Speaks Podcast. If you'd like to advertise with us or be a guest on our show, email us at hello at iamqueenmagazine.com.